0: Finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am completely honored that you are here with me becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Our two brand new episodes this week is with Molly Nichols, and I'm going to be really honest we have never spoken before. (laughs) We don't really know each other, even though we've both been in this space for a really long time and have pretty similar journeys. Um, And when we got on the recording, it was like we were, you know, long lost best friends talking about our journey and I didn't even introduce her (laughs) like I didn't even do a a proper introduction to the podcast and to get her like background story so this is like a I don't know we both felt like this is a really cool conversation just really raw really honest uh, really empowering and you know lucky you you get to be on the fly on the wall of what it would be you know, what it truly was like for two women who dealt with infertility hell for years, Um, both came out with IVF babies and a, you know, what, just rediscovering who we were. And in doing that and improving our cellular health, both mentally, emotionally, and physically, getting pregnant naturally, and Molly even went on and got pregnant naturally in her early 40s um, when we spent years of doctors and society telling us that it would never happen. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode.
1: And loving it. Like it's like being able to come back to your first love. Like like loving and being able to see the fertility space through such fresh eyes, especially through all that happened over COVID mm-hmm. and where people are at. And, you know, even how fertility treatments are feel like they've been ramped up Crazy. like more than ever. Like more than ever. Than ever. ever. Going, yeah. can't you like hit, hit the brakes, ladies? I know. Hit the brakes because it's causing way more damage way more damage, way more damage. And then they're not getting the emotional support on top of it. And so that mental and emotional, spiritual piece is the piece that I, um, yeah, really focus on.
0: Yeah. And it's needed. I mean, that's where my coaching has massively shift because it's, it's funny because obviously mine was a very physical journey, even though there was massive emotional and stress release and all that, that needed to happen, but I had leaky gut, that was my issue. Right. And no one was I figured that shit out on my own. And I had doctors being like, that's made up science. Like, I don't give a fuck if it's voodoo. (laughs) Like it's working. (laughs) Um, But in my coaching, I was like getting them pretty quickly to the physical space because they already had that knowledge. It's out there now. Like it's attainable now. And then it's like, why are you still coming to me? This is weird. You've, you've worked with some of the top functional specialists. You like, you have a like, I don't say fertility doctors anymore, because they're fucking fucking shit up way more than they need to be. Um, So I, obviously, I got led into the spiritual side of it and the mental emotional side of like, okay, I'm actually cleaning up the years of infertility now and fixing the physical damage that IVF is doing to you guys, um, which is so sad. It's just like, you probably have more fertility issues now than you did when you first started trying to conceive. And that's
1: yeah. And then adding tough. that mental and emotional piece of feeling like, you know, so many of my clients, by the time they come to me, they're in a place of like well, knew I shouldn't have done it, but the yeah, doctor right. said I'm running out of time. Like I, you know, have a client who was, who w- felt really good in all the inner work that she was doing and felt really confident in everything. And then had a doctor's appointment. And then it's like, you know, you're signing up for a, a doctor's appointment for an IVF consultation when you know inside that that's not the path for you right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like all of the like fret and the age pressure. And it's just like, everyone's just that one size fits all fertility treatment stuff that like, you know, you turn 35 and if you've been trying, you know, for over a year, then you better go. Or if you're 40, your chances are slim to none. And uh, it's just causing so much harm because the impact and power that the doctors have, their their authority in all of this,
0: yeah, yeah, is is and, w- <laughs> and which the answers are within inside of you, right? And I know I do these discovery calls and um, I charge for them, and these women come in and I know that they're all they're seeking is what diet am I on, what supplementation am I going to do, and uh, what testing do I need. And my superpower is to look around and listen to your story and pinpoint where you actually need to focus. So, oh, you see all that clutter around you? That's what's blocking you. That's one of the main things. So start decluttering your life. And they're like, what? That has nothing to do with my fertility. I'm like, yes, it has everything to do with your fertility. Yes. Right. And they want me to give them the answers and i it just like you i am like i will give you guidance support and like a really raw honest friendship but i'm i need you to listen to yourself if i suggest a supplement that does not feel right to you yes don't take it if i tell you to get off something and that doesn't feel comfortable to you whether that's right or wrong don't do it right? And tapping into that intuition and getting that guidance, like, I actually know exactly what I need to do. Okay, there's some support I do need. There's information that I don't know, because if I did, I I would do it. Yes. But like, there's a, there's a a limited amount of people, and I get it, because we've both been through it, that won't, aren't ready for that.
1: Well, yeah, because I think the piece of it that you're speaking to is that if through the things that I do, this should be the thing that will make get me pregnant. If I follow the right diet, if mm-hmm. I check all the boxes, even those who are doing some of the inner work, like, well, I, I meditate every day. And I say, well, are you checking the boxes or yes. are you just going through the motions of it? And the majority of my clients who come to me, they're already eating a really clean diet, mm-hmm. but they're looking for that one thing that's going to be the thing that supports them in finally becoming pregnant but a lot of times it's not really about all that you need to do it's about who you're being and like it are you actually even setting up an environment within you that is conducive of becoming pregnant because you know we know with the mind body connection like if your mind and you're under high anxiety your bot, your womb is shutting down. Your reproductive system is shutting down. So you can be doing all the things. But if it, you're in that high anxiety state, it's, it's counterproductive to all you're doing. And I think the thing that's really important too is that I think we think that it's going to take all this time, right? It's going to take all of this time and energy in order to like engage your relaxation response and like to be, you know, to just do things differently. And in the end, it, it could be like 10 minutes a day that could drastically change everything. So yeah. it's, it's, um, it's pretty fascinating.
0: Yeah. Well, we all grew up in a society that our worthiness came from doing. Yes. And so we have to do, and the things that we do, are doing need to be tangible. And I think that's why medical treatment is so successful is because you can tangibly look at it and know your outcome within a month to let's say three months right yes and people grasped onto that like well I can see the finish line where when you have to look at inside yourself which you've never been taught to do be quiet be still listen that is like one of the scariest places to go. It's not tangible and it's so unknown and the the fear of change like almost paralyzes women. And they just freeze and they're like, I can't do it. So I'm just going to go over here where I'm just told what to do. And I can grasp onto the diet, the supplements, the medical treatment. But don't you
1: think the lie in it too with fertility treatments is that it's assumed that it's going to be a guarantee. Yeah. So it's like, you feel like you have control over this thing. And what I've been, the huge thing that I've been seeing recently has been around how many women are led into IVF thinking it's going to be a guarantee Thinking that if they get um, genetic testing on their embryos, that there's no chance of miscarriage and that you will become pregnant. And so when they don't, they're going like, what, what happened here? Because there's, it's, it's like, they're being like almost, I don't want to say deceived, but like, there's this guarantee that is not a guarantee. Yeah. Well, you said it in like, just a
0: little bit ago, they've given their power away. You literally, when, and we've both been through IVF, so yeah. we know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got the fucking t shirt, right? <laughs> um, you literally give your power away. And because you've given your power away, you don't, and when it quote unquote fails, it's it, it depletes you even more,
1: right? Oh, yeah. And, and the un every level mentally mm-hmm. emotionally spiritually energetically and physically it depletes you and you just go and then what do they do women blame themselves it yeah. must be that there's something wrong with me rather than going maybe the protocol was wrong maybe you sh- it wasn't meant you weren't meant to do that yeah. like so many things but they look at themselves there's something wrong with me i must be broken it just and then the, it just seems like it it grows and grows and grows until So so many of the women that I work with, they don't, they look in the mirror and they don't even know who they are anymore.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I say, you're not like, for me, I wasn't broken. I was lost Yeah, because I gave my power away and probably because I was never taught to live in my power. Right. As a little girl, I was shut down emotionally all the time. So there's step one <laughs> and yeah. I got a lot of steps and we're not going to go into yeah. them. But when you finally become a woman and then you move into your fertility journey and then all of a sudden you can't do the thing that let's just face it, you were put on this earth to do Whether you choose to or not, right? I'm not saying everyone has to procreate. That's what our body is designed to do. And all of a sudden, you're not doing it naturally and you're not even doing it with medical assistance. There's obviously something wrong with you. And the fact of the matter is, is that if you flip it around and start taking that power back of what the things you can control in your life, and I think it comes down to being radically honest. Like you got to get real, real with yourself, And stop the bullshit. And that's scary to do because the only one, the only one person that can ever do that for you is yourself. And you got to start relying on yourself that you do have this inner strength. It's not going to come all at once, but step by step by step, you are going to see the results that you actually wanna see instead of giving the doctors the power or even your coaches the power or whoever. Oh yeah, or thinking
1: that they know, like that Mm -hmm. someone else knows. I totally I I absolutely agree. And I think that uh it it's it's also that you're not saying that IVF is bad or wrong, but know when you go in like I, I, interviewed Mark Sklar a couple of years ago, and he had spoken about like your IVF doctor is there just they're there to give you IVF.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not really there to support you in increasing your fertility, or like they're they are there to give you IVF. And I, I posted about this on TikTok, and I remember someone was like, "Yes, they do." It's like, well, giving you medication in order to, um, you know grow your eggs or increase your, your egg maturity, all of that, that is not changing your egg quality. Yeah.
0: So Like exactly. all these
1: things, but you think the illusion or the story there's the assumption is that all of that is happening. Yeah. And so I think even the lack of preparation, when you're going into treatment going, you need to go and you need to go now. Cause you're going to be 40 in a couple of weeks, instead of going hit the brakes, like <laughs> prepare. If you're good, there's such a more empowered way to step into it. Um, and I just see, time and time again, so much damage being done Mm -hmm. for women who are rushed into fertility treatments and then are on the other side going like what just happened. And now there's even more work that I have to do mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically in order to heal from that.
0: My favorite line now, and I've been hearing it even since I got pregnant naturally is that IVF taught your body what it needed to do.
1: And I'm like,
0: that's actually a really scary thought. That's like micro chipping technology that you're talking about here that they've injected something into you that like goes in and reprograms your system. I was like, this is craziness that we're even allowing this kind of conversation to go forward and like people believe it. And I'm like, medication goes into your body and then over the course of like maybe a few hours to a few days, it leaves your body and your body has to deal with that medication. So the healthier you are, the better you're able to receive that medication. But if fucking can goes, so like, it does well, not stay.
1: Think, well, and to even think that like, to think of the other side of that piece is that, okay, well, what about all the women who went through so many IVF cycles and never got pregnant, right? Like, what is that doing to them? And I think yeah. it's, but it's—I think it's trying to put a positive spin on mm-hmm. on something that's a really interesting idea, though. Yeah. like it's a billion-dollar industry, yeah. over and growing and, and growing. growing significantly right. by the day. Yeah. And so I think that that's another thing that so many women don't understand is like when you step into that doctor's office, and this is like—I don't like to you know go super dark to the doctor's offices, but like when you go in there to know that like you are a part, you are you are part of. The industry and and that you, your mental and emotional care for most women, I mean, if someone has an office that is really high care, which seems to be less and less these days, but most of them, it's like, even the care that they're being given is subpar Yeah. and damaging. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And so one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about lately too, is that why are we, why... I think if we back up, we have to look at the root of the problem. And you had spoken to it a second ago. It's like the root of the problem is that women do not believe in the innate divine wisdom of their bodies. Yeah, They don't. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of things that adds on to that as we grow up. There's a disassociation from the impact, the magic of the menstrual cycle. We're uninformed about, we're not inspired to see how incredible our bodies are. Everything's been distorted, put fear behind it. So we we, we don't feel connected to our wombs. We don't feel connected to our reproductive systems and so whether it's from being on the birth control pill and being shut down forever having just a poor relationship so when you then don't become you go through you know your life and then it's time to have a baby and it doesn't happen on the time frame that you think like we say okay if it didn't happen in 6 months there must be a problem if it didn't happen for a year in a year there must be a problem but never going back to the basics are you covering the basics of things that can support your fertility before you're just using time and age and statistics in order to, in order to speak of the possibility of some, of bringing another human being into the world, a human, the relationship that can defy all odds, you know? And so I think that's where the problem lies that women need to come back to an understanding and a connection and a respect and just like in awe of how incredible our bodies are as women and that we hold that potential in our bodies, whether we choose to use it or not. And I think the more we can connect with that, the more we can tune into that, the more we can embody that, we start to see that why are we medicalizing everything that's natural and innate about being a woman? from period health to becoming pregnant. Like why is the go-to now IVF? Like like yeah. all of a sudden IVF has, why are all so many births are all medicalized? Like we don't even give ourselves a chance. And I think what we're seeing as we've seen in the birth community is that as generations go on, it's like, we're almost forgetting. Like yeah. I feel one of the things I talk about is having amnesia. It's like we have an we have this um spiritual amnesia that we don't remember. So we have to wake up and remember like I like I want to shake everybody and go you have that within you. And yeah, it's it may feel in the moment easier to go through IVF because you've given authority to a doctor that's told you that this is the only possibility for you, but I can tell you in my practice I have had Hundreds of women who have been told they will never get pregnant mm-hmm. naturally, um, that they have a two percent chance that they're too old and yet they go on to become pregnant. And I'm sure the same thing is for you in your yeah. practice as well,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's completely frustrating, but we get it, right? Like I did five medical treatments, two f- fresh rounds of IVFs and three frozen yeah. embryo transfers. Like I understand um, the position you know the hardness of
1: the space
0: but we're also talking about almost 10 years ago now right where we didn't have podcasts we didn't have books we didn't have the autoimmune connection we didn't have even people weren't talking about gut health you know like the basics of it yes yes I know it might sound really harsh but it's just like there's no excuses anymore and I really do think that like you said, during COVID people, you get into your little bubble and you, that's all you believe. And as you know, your imagination and your beliefs literally dictate your reality. So if you're sat there believing that your body can't do it, the only way is IVF, then you will prove yourself right. But what if you take a leap and like open another door and go, and I've had this conversation with my community right now because I have some clients who've had miscarriages, and they,
1: mm.
0: you know, the I've had two miscarriages, and the one, well just the overwhelm of like, my body couldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, what did I do wrong? But the reality of it, my especially my first miscarriage, was my first pregnancy. So like almost five and a half years of never getting pregnant, even with the assistance of IVF. I looked at that like holy shit my body can get pregnant. I didn't mm-hmm. know it could do that. And instead of looking at it as a negative, of course it's sad, of course it's heartbreaking, of course you you know you mourn for that child that you know yeah. could have would have been in your life. You know all those things. But if you change that emotion and that belief system of like okay, my body can do it. What do I need to do to give it that TLC? to start maintaining pregnancies because like you saw on that TikTok that I did is that for most people now it's more of a physical thing that can be figured out right it's not necessarily how some people think these spirits are coming in and out and trying like trying to teach you lessons and yeah. you know karma and all that yes i do believe in there that there's some aspect of that I do believe I look at my physical children and know that I had to lose those other ones for my physical children to be here. And it's Mm. so bittersweet. Like I know that those Mm. were the two that were supposed to be here. Um, But looking and celebrating your body of like, you're actually healing. You know, like you see in your clients, like look at where you were a year ago and where you are now. Like I had a client that got a period naturally in the first time for 12 years right? Like celebrate the hell out of that because that's your body healing and doing those things. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, and then, and celebrating even the simple things of like, maybe you've got other things going on, but you're still getting your period every month, like seeing that. And we see that as a sign of failure, right? Because we've associated Mm -hmm. our period with failure instead of going, but that's your body showing you that it's, it's working. Yeah, And so, cause that was for me too, for set, I didn't, I never had a loss, but for seven years, I never had a positive pregnancy test mm-hmm. at home ever. And I didn't have my first positive until I went through IVF and the doctor called and i never tested early. Like I didn't do anything. I was just like, I can't, I can't go through a test and have it. And, and through all that I had been through prior to that, becoming pregnant with twins was like. Was I didn't we didn't I didn't even think that was a chance. I didn't even think that <laughs> even though they right. they transferred two embryos. I was like I was happy for one. I remember being in the ultrasound room at six weeks and they were like, "There's two babies and two heartbeats." And we were I was like, and then when I became pregnant with Tulu, or with Tilly, my third, which was a year and a half later, naturally that was the first positive pregnancy test that we had taken that I had taken in the bathroom. And I was just like feeling off my husband's like, could you be pregnant? I was like, no way. Cause we were, we were preparing for a frozen embryo transfer. And I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way. And so after now, like nine, that would have been like nine years, my first positive at home pregnancy test. And you just think like, I remember wishing there was a video in the bathroom. I know, right. like, my husband was like, what is it, what's it supposed to say? And he's like, it says pregnant. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. And we're like, like, how can this be? Mm -hmm. Because I thought that my body couldn't do it naturally. And we had been doing it for all that time. Mm -hmm. And so there are like, if you give your body the opportunity to, Do its thing. And I we're we're hearing more about egg quality and egg health. And I think we're changing things around age and stuff. But the narrative around age and your broken old eggs, I think that you're something's wrong with you. I feel like that narrative is really still really loud in this space. Oh, so loud. So loud.
0: And the the evidence, you know, people it's old junky science that they're getting it from. And if you like, okay, everyone knows that listens to this podcast. I'm not an academic, right? Give me rainbows and roller skates and a surfboard and a snowboard like that is my like jam. So if I can figure this shit out, if I can understand it, I it blows my mind that all these academics cannot put one plus one equals two cellular health. That's all that it comes down to is take care of your cellular health. Your egg is one of the biggest cells in your body. It lives in the environment that, you know, it's not in this like glass proof box. Uh, you know, it's just so, it's common sense. It's common sense. And once you're able to wrap your head around that, I feel like people's journeys can just be unstoppable. All I have to do, like, is they're like, what do I need to do for egg health? Well, what's your normal and common health issue? Start there. (laughs) Like, that's it. Right. And then it's a waterfall trickle down effect. It does, your fertility doesn't work on its own. Um, So, yeah, super old junkie science. And I feel like there's enough voices out there being loud enough. And I said to my community yesterday, I said, you know what? My heart goes out to all the women who choose not to. In a very harsh way, wake up because in 10, 15 years time, this is going to be common sense and they're going to look back and it is going to be too late for them. And they're going to look back at their journeys and go, I I wish I would have known that, right? I wish I would have just taken the leap, maybe changed my diet, maybe looked at my stress, maybe looked at my thyroid issues that I could have taken. I could have changed my situation. I had the power. And because we're so disempowered right now, um, I mean, I even have a friend, she's much older than me. She's now a nurse, she's 64 now. And when she was trying to get pregnant at 47, she ended up doing donor egg, has a beautiful little girl that was supposed to be her daughter but she says even to me, because obviously she knows what I do. And she's like, I know that I could have improved my health because she was fit, right? She was really healthy at 47. And she said, if I would have had your information, my journey would have been different. And not that she wishes it away. Like, you know, like I said, her mm-hmm. her daughter is her daughter. But no, I feel like it's that like, fuck, I was tricked. Or I like, I was just so not empowered in my own body type of thing. That's the disappointment, not the- yeah the child that should have been, not been kind of thing.
1: But I think it's that, I think it's part part of the thing that is being preyed upon in women is that that primal desire to have a child that is like, that is, runs deep, right? It runs so deep in your spirit. And so when it's not happening and you want it to happen and we are a society that's used to getting Things Like the weight is the hardest part. And when it's going on for months and it's going on for years and you're, you're looking for meaning everywhere. And then you have something that says, well, you can do this. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's like, you may have something, it's almost like that desire. This is why coming back to self, focusing on your relationship with God, healing your, your what's going on in your body nutrition is so important and why this multidimensional approach is so important is so you don't fall victim to that where you can say you know what this is being pressured pretty heavy right now but i i really have a feeling and a knowing that that's not right yet yeah yeah and we and it's be i think it's because it comes I think we're led astray at times because that desire is so deep that it's maddening at times, you know, like I remember wanting, and then, and then you add all the other things like going, well, why is she pregnant and not me? Like I live this life. I'm eating clean. I'm following all the rules. I'm doing all this inner work. I'm healing. You know, I'm, there must be something wrong with me. Maybe I'm being punished by God. Maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm not meant to be a mother when everything inside of you is telling you something different. And so I think that as the medical industry around fertility continues to grow, I keep seeing it like this, like, you know, like, (laughs) as it continues to grow more and more women are falling victim because they're preying upon the most uh, like intimate sacred loving desire that's been placed upon her heart and yeah
0: and we are going to end it there because molly and i went on and on and on and i'm going to save the rest of our talk for friday's episode